All the assembled Brahmins were amazed to see the dumb Narahari chanting Vedic mantras. The joy of the parents knew no bounds and they shed profuse tears of joy. The mother asked Narahari to beg alms. According to the tradition of the third ceremony, Narahari said, Mother, can I now take it that I have your permission to take to sannyasa, which I very much desire? You ask me to beg alms. That implies you have sanctioned my heart's desire to take as an ascetic's life. This podcast was created on Hubhopper Studio. If you wish to start your own podcast for free, visit www.hubhopperstudio.com. Hubhopper is India's leading podcast creation platform. Start your podcast with Hubhopper Studio and get your voice heard across platforms like Spotify, Ghana, Google Podcasts, Wink Music and more. Click on the link in the episode description or visit www.hubhopperstudio.com. When Narhari was seven years old, his thread ceremony was performed and to the wonder of all, the miracle of miracles happened. All the assembled Brahmins were amazed to see the dumb Narahari chanting Vedic mantras. The joy of the parents knew no bounds and they shed profuse tears of joy. The mother asked Narahari to beg alms. According to the tradition of the third ceremony, Narahari said, Mother, can I now take it that I have your permission to take to sannyasa, which I very much desire? You ask me to beg alms. That implies you have sanctioned my heart's desire to take as an ascetic's life. Isn't this the same thing that happens in most of the sages' lives where even Shankaracharya, he cons his mother into letting him go. Same thing with Ram Krishna Paramahansa, he also has to go to Calcutta to look after his brother's, you know, brother was the priest over there and there was a toll. Toll is a small school that he used to run, so he has to go over there and take care of it. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu also the same thing happens. Whereas Ramana Maharshi, he ran away from home. He just wrote one in his uh, in his uh, book, you know, <laughs> what do you call that? In his notebook of his school, he wrote one lengthy letter to his father, closed the book, went and just sat in one train. And the next day he was in, he was standing, you know, uh, if you uh, if you know the story, he was standing in the uh, in the corridor and looking at the mountain over there. The, there was a mountain over there. And the t- ticket collector comes and asks him, he says, do you have any money? Or do you have any ticket? He says, no, I don't have any ticket. So, where are you supposed to go? He says, I don't know where you are supposed to go. So, he says, this is a place called, uh, I don't, uh, what is that place? Tirunamalai. So, he says, this is Tirunamalai. You do, uh, do you want to get off over here? He says, uh, I don't know where I am supposed to get off. But since you are telling me, I can get off here itself. And he gets off at that place. And from there, he walks down to this place. There is that Arunachaleshwara temple over there of Shivji, you know. So he goes right up to the temple. At that time, there was no, uh, you know, not much of these, there were no roads as such like we have today. So he goes to that place and then he finds this particular cave where he takes shelter. That's that Virupaksha cave. If you ever go over there, you will be able to see. So he sits in the cave for a very, 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 very long time. And that is how, like, everybody wants permission, see. Without permission, you can't go. So, you have to get a written permission. And today, maybe you will have to take a legal permission also. <laughs> Otherwise, you can't go anywhere. You have to write down legally. So, <laughs> so that is how he does. So, he tells his mother, See, now you have given me permission. From your own mouth only, you said, go and ask Bhiksha. So, this is a, this is a way of putting it across that, see, you are asking me to go and 
change myself in this material world into what is called as a a saint a sage basically so that was the break point so the mother was aghast at the words of narhari what she only meant was that he should ask for bhiksha of the vatu from the mother as a mere formality it's basically like a mere formality you know what you are supposed to do is just go around with that you know that stick over there with that and you have to ask say bhikshan de bhikshan you have to ask your own relatives only most of the relatives will be willing to give you a little but next time you go and ask them outside no they will ask you who you are okay for that ceremony they have removed some money and kept aside but if you go after that and if you ask them they may not even give you one rupee so uh, you have to understand it is only for the purpose of that ceremony that they would be interested in doing something so for that vatu from the mother it was a mere formality as per the tradition of the third ceremony she broke down into tears and pleaded as to how he could think of forsaking her and the home taking to an ascetic life he was her only child and the only hope she pleaded that all should follow the ashrama dharma and should take sanyas only after going through the householder's life that is grihastashram and that alone should be the proper way so after doing grihastashram then you are free to go to vanaprastashram or basically uh, they can take care is like what they say you know that uh, in ancient times they would say that uh, once you get married then you have a uh, two children one or two children actually two children at that time now today you can't even think of two children you can think of one child. and after that you are supposed to live with your wife like a like a brother and sister oh my god that's terrible okay and after that you are supposed to go so here the idea is till the time the wife has to be taken care of the child has to be taken care of you are supposed to be there after that you can say tata bye bye and you can go basic idea is you are not supposed to go anywhere today there is nowhere to go and search for a god anywhere there is no god outside of us it's only inside of us so we just have to be where we are and the ashram dharma doesn't exist because there are no ashramas okay because the concept of ashram was not to make money it was not to uh, make something like uh, you know make you into pandit ji or something like that but it became like that so today the idea about ashram dharma doesn't exist as like you are trying to find god where are you going to find god in any ashram i don't know maybe he is there maybe he's not there who knows so she says you should follow the ashram dharma and then take sanyasa only after going through the householder's life which is grahastashram and that alone would be the proper way one should not skip one's responsibilities nobody is supposed to skip one's responsibilities duties and obligations so you cannot skip your duties and obligations see everybody has duties everybody has obligations obligations are there in the world whether to your parents or to your mother to your father to your brother sister whatever like in the, in the last avatar of his what is it that his mother and father say you first take care of your brothers isn't it so he cures them he gives them proper life and then he walks away from there so basically the idea is there are certain responsibilities there are certain duties that they have to fulfill so what are the duties normally the duties are that till your child grows up till the, there is the age of earning for themselves they can take care of the people around them you can go that is the idea all right so one should not skip one's responsibilities duties and obligation she was inconsolable narari said mother understand me and see the truth now it's always a big matter of conv- you know convincing convincing is the worst part in anybody's life let me tell you this much you try telling somebody that you know you are going to join an ashram or you are trying to become a 
sanyasi i'm i think about it the, the moment you say something you know like you know i am i am becoming spiritual i want to join the spiritual class the first thing that you say why but you tell them i am joining a yoga class it is perfectly fine you know what yoga means you can uh, tomorrow just do exercises at home but you tell them that i am joining the spiritual class where they are going to teach about the self and god and this and that oh you are becoming a sanyasi you are running away from house you are becoming this you are doing that oh my god you know your whole life is going to become miserable to the core and this happens to everybody incidentally no nobody is sacrosanct you know nobody can get away with this it's is literally like committing murder you are you are telling them i am going to join spiritual classes after that you have to actually go through the amount of blackmail that you are going to go through you cannot even imagine and it is not only in your life it was there in everybody's life okay everybody's life is if you take rakhal's case rakhal was swami brahmananda the first president of the ramakrishna mission the moment he said i want to join ramakrishna parmahansa okay you are becoming a sanyasi you are doing this you are doing that he is uneducated what he is going to teach you he can't teach you anything you are a brahmin you are this you are that and then to tie him down what did they do they got him married so that agar bivi hai to kidhar bhag ke jayega mala gale mein uska phanda lag gaya na to abhi gaya wahan pe but what happened what was due <laughs> happened happened he just went away and joined uh, ramkrishna ji's mission and he became the son the son basically what you mean by son is uh, you know guru putra and he used to sit on the on the uh, legs of ramkrishna parmahansa and ramkrishna ji used to feed him uh, even though he is a grown up man still ramkrishna ji used to love doing that he used to do the same with swami vivekananda as well nobody left nobody left by the way everybody was where there where they were in calcutta itself yes later on they formed that ashram concept and all that they, they made the mission and all that's a different story when true renunciation comes into the person then they don't want to be with anybody the true renunciation is that where you are only focused about the divine because all your material worldly jobs that you think that you are doing you know do not give you a good taste in your mouth Because at the end of the day, what is going to happen? Somebody is going to say something nice. Somebody is going to say something bad. And at both the times, what happens? You you may like what the person is saying sometimes, or you may hate the person right from the bottom of the heart. Why? Because.